Hello, this is Jessica Brown. This is The Perspective. I have with me today Mr. Kevin Watkins, BSN nurse for over three decades, president of the NAACP chapter in Port Huron and resident of Wells Township. Kevin is committed himself to the fight against not only COVID-19, but wellness and educating the public on health matters. Watkins is an instructor at St. Clair County Community College here in Port Huron, where he teaches in the nursing department And when he's not teaching at the college, you can find him at his second place of employment, Meta Lodge of Port Huron, coming for residents, subacute, and rehab patients. Kevin, it is an honor to have you today. Welcome. Thank you, Jessica, for having me here. And I already kind of feel sorry for those who are just hearing this and not seeing this because you look absolutely spectacular. Uh, And I was happy happy to be here with you. You always make me feel great. Thanks, Kevin. (laughs) So we're just going to dive in. We're talking about men's health, and we know that it has been very important for, especially in today's society, that we focus on our self-care and wellness. And since November is focused on our men's health and wellness, we're going to just dive into a little bit about your background. How did you get into the health field, and why is this so important to you? Oh, boy. As far as me getting into the health field, uh, uh, how... Like it goes all the way back to sixth grade. And go for, that's a long time ago for me. When back, usually that time, I'm not sure they do that now. Usually fifth, sixth grade, they always had this, this uh, essay or um, uh, writing contest. You, you write about what do you want to do? What do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. Well, me was always a doctor. And um, two things really affected me with that. When I thought about that, but I remember I was telling my family this. And one thing that affected me in a negative way was that cause my, my aunt and my dad, you know, uh, um, but she would be in her 80s now, my dad's 89, and they uh, kind of grew up in Jim Crow South. And then I was telling my aunt, so the ideology that I put you there is to think about the ideology of the Jim Crow South, and that as far as when I was saying that I want to be a doctor, I remember my aunt telling me, you can't be a doctor, black people are not doctors. You know, find something else to do. And that really hurt me, but that also motivated me. Mm-hmm. So that so I went on going through school and then going to Detroit, Henry Ford to Detroit, and uh, though I'm from California, but that's another story. Uh, I um, uh, went into medical technology, which is a prelude because there's no there's no uh, uh, degree for you know uh, a doctor, a medical mm-hmm. doctor. So I was med med technology, and but a lot of my f- friends were females, and uh, um, and they were in pre nursing. So just as kind of a fun thing, I went with them, went with them to the pre-nursing uh, uh, recruitment. And then when they saw me, they, they recruited me really hard. And to make a long story short, I ended up going into nursing. But with the one thing that got me, they figured, said, listen, we have our DO program was not traditional. Uh, they love non-traditional students. So you would be in the nursing student, you're a shoe-in if you do well, well in your courses and course uh, on, the, on the pre-entry exam, a shoe-in to get into medical school. That was really my goal to do that because you think about it. I went to Michigan University at that time, back in the mid-70s, late, late 70s, that um, men didn't go, well, being in nursing, were very few, but they didn't go to a university to get a nursing degree. So I was um, being in Michigan State, I was pre-med, but then I ended up in nursing, and long story short, uh, that was the right thing, that was the, the choice that God made for me, I've done so many things in nursing. Wow, that is an amazing story, Kevin. I didn't know that. Yes, yes, that's, wow. that's me. Wow, and you overcame those barriers mm-hmm. that you hear so very often. So, Kevin, as a nurse, what do you see as some of the leading health issues that men face? Well, far as men, you, you connect the, the health issue with men with, their, with uh, masculinity. Mm-hmm. 
and with men actually dealing with their health issues. Uh, but there's specific health issues that men men have that we we won't deal with because we are respected that it makes us feel that we're they're weak that we're weak, and that uh, or also an expectation that especially to our spouses or to our family we're Superman. You're not supposed to get sick. But you find women, uh, they they talk about even talk about their mammograms or or supplements to uh, make them look better and live longer. With men, we uh, we're not talking about prostate health. We're not talking about cardiovascular health. We're not talking about supplements. Any supplements we're talking about, we're talking about things that's gonna make us pump up with uh, that's not steroidal, but has those steroidal effects, or things like beta prostate. That that but what it does is basically just a food for uh, um, feeding uh, cancer cells. People don't uh, you know understand that. Yeah. So as far as uh, men, it's just uh, it's the, it's the mindset. And that's two things. It can be about men in general, and there's a whole different pocket of that we did with African American of, of, of uh, uh, men of color. And how can we address these health disparities? Well, basically, it's uh, information, it's, it's knowledge, and that's one of the big things I do with educating. You know, when I've gotten, you know, I've been charged to, to educate on different realms. Main thing is to educate the next generation of nursing students, but just the public, and, and I really concentrate on men. In regards to, I understand, I understand the disparities there, uh, and, and and basically lack of knowledge and understanding, driving home. And then I just example, I'm you, I'm a male, and this is what I do to stay healthy. This is what I think you should do. This is my knowledge I have, bring to you. Okay, nothing happens by happenstance. There's a reason, mm-hmm. and then uh, I want to edu- educate you on. No one's half the knowledge. Once you know, then you have choice. But but what I won't, don't want you to ever have to say, I would have if I had known. Right. And I know right now with COVID-19, we talked about the healthcare disparities in certain communities that there needs to be a certain level of trust. And I would think that it, that would be comparable to some of the healthcare disparities with men. Like there could be a lack of trust, too, with just the medical advisement, feeling that they'll be stereotyped. Again, looking past that emotion that I have to be a Superman, but that I need to ask these questions or I need to have my significant other or someone that I trust to be there present to ask those questions as well. And abs- absolutely. I mean, men <clears throat> with uh, people of color in general, but especially with men, it goes, you know, you can trace this all the way back, but I'm not going to go any further back than the Skigit Project in regards to using using men. There was men they used as far as uh, uh, using experimental, you know, testing for testing for syphilis. And that that's sticking those stories passed on. So also already you have the hesitancy there and the mistrust there because of that. They do it once they can, can do it again. So you add that add that to the fact that men themselves are hesitant because of the masculinity issues. Also issues as far as access. You know, because usually you get your you get your um you know uh, uh, healthcare healthcare through your jobs mm-hmm. depending on your job and type of healthcare access to 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 certain doctors certain hospitals to give you information. Information is, is, is half the battle. So with those a combination of things. That caused more men to be hesitant to reach out for the knowledge. Go get get checked. Have your normal checkups. It's the way that you find to detect um, any possible problems you have because it's early detection is the key. And the issue with Black Americans and people of color is the is the chronic diseases that are the heter- hereditary. So we have two issues here. We got the her- hereditary issue and the and the issues that that we can that we can control that we don't for many reasons. That's great. Also. Um just being able to 
be honest and transparent about what's going on and not say, I don't feel well, and you just keep moving. I know culturally sometimes in every culture you deal with that. So that's important to feel the connection within your community. So we're going to switch a little bit because you wear multiple hats, Kevin. I I don't know how you keep up. But we're going to go to the NAACP, the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. And can you tell me what role does the organization play in changing the current climate of our DEI awareness? Oh, well, the NAACP is really big in that. One thing, if you, as we're talking about health, that that's one of, one of the main fo- one of the focuses. People look at NAACP is you know, civil rights, voting rights, and that's the everyone... Mm-hmm picture that, but you, look, you dig deeper and look more f- further in, you see you break that down to things that we do in a, in effect that affects civil rights and vo- voting rights. So that, uh, especially the c- civil rights, and w- one thing was health and education is that they, they come, come together. So we understand that there's education needed for to improve the health of our society, of, of, of people of color and all people in, in general, that we, we look at that, that we have to... Uh, uh, um, Look at the thing. What's causing us to be unhealthy, and then address that the different the different facets. So within the NACP, we have we have our like basically we have our health committee, and of course I'm chair of our health committee, and uh, we set up programs, and it's all about education because giving people the education, and then and show them the not only the how but but the why. That's the key. The why you need to do something to to main, maintain health, and then you hope that that would resonate, and people would would, would be marched. Uh, closer and towards towards healthiness, and then uh, the other aspect of that open up the um, avenues for people to reach out to the healthcare professionals that has the the avenues to help them, you know, to to have better outcomes, you know, um, with different different situations they may have. And I also want to um, highlight in regards to what the NAACP is really trying to spread that awareness to. I mean, the branch here in Port Huron has been phenomenal in trying to reach community members. But also when we talk about during our COVID-19 climate, the healthcare disparities and that it's it's truly a healthcare crisis because we have um, just the racism and having being able to openly talk about that, but that it does have an effect in the healthcare for someone's mental health. And I think we need to talk about even the physicality of um, what we experience as people of color when we're talking about racism and encountering certain situations that it has an impact on that. And that is part of the DEI awareness. When we talk about DEI topics that affect men, I know that that was a huge topic that we talked about as a as an organization regarding the mental health for men with regarding to what was happening in our current climate. Um, can you really discuss what that means for our men, how all of the racial inequities affect the health and the well-being that's Absolutely. happening right now? Yeah, you, 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 uh, you look at that as, as the stress factor there. Of uh, when men dealing with dealing with uh, you look at this the George Floyd incident or many before that a lot of that were racial profiling, you know um, that things that were occurring that wasn't and people didn't have the much awareness and the more what what, what changed things was with the camera phones and having things that proof you can see it you're just not hearing about things you see these things but men been dealing with that especially men of color black men for years uh, in regards and that of course that's going to affect your you know your your psyche. And we worried about our our sons, 
uh, and our families families in general. So with, with that uh, sort of those sort of extra stressors there, um, you, you would look at that. That's dealing with that. Uh, looking men, the African American men suffering from PTSD. Concerned about every time I'm pulled over by the police, what's going to happen? What is, is going to be a good outcome or a bad outcome? What should I? What should I do? And uh, that that's stress. Mm-hmm. And people don't understand uh, what stress can do to you. Is that subtle stress you don't even know is there? That's that kind of stress is always there. Yeah. So we get this. So the whole DI efforts is to first to acknowledge that, acknowledge things mm-hmm. that are occurring, and then deal. What can we do to change that? Yeah. And I think you made an excellent point when different. Um, Changing events happen again when you mentioned George Floyd. Uh, regardless of what someone's personal opinions are, it's still affecting a whole community, and um, we stress that no matter if it's a neighbor, a community member, a relative, your friends, we all have to come together as a community and support each other because it may not affect one person the same way, and so we have to be able to have those conversations. Kevin, is there any other DEI-related kind of topics that affect men today? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talk about racial inequities. We talk about the health care disparities. We mention about mental health, wellness. So how do we as a society address some of these topics? Well, most of it is, is, is the conversations and understanding. First is, is, the, is the, the understanding and acceptance that there is a problem. That we need to deal with, but it's the same thing across. You know, with men, we're looking at men now, uh, mostly in, in regards to uh, equity, and as far as to being um, able to have the uh, opportunities, you know, on all levels, not just sports. You know, we're talking, you know, different workplaces, getting getting into the schools, universities, getting jobs outside of that, and men face the same issues as women. But we're looking at men now. This this, this aspect as far as not having the opportunity and always still having to uh, be that much better. Your credentials be that much more to get the same job with your counterpart, maybe not having as much. You know, as far as I look at, the, I look at uh, as far as the, 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 the equation for success is uh, what you know, who you know, and, and, and timing. And, um, you know, we at first be had the opportunity to get the what you know. And then the who you know is basically for your exposure, then the timing to be, to, to have, be prepared for those jobs that are opening. But if those jobs are not there, and not the, the avenue is not open to get there, we can't we can't uh, uh, solve that equation. And I think that's that's important for us to, to address. And I believe that's that starts affecting our men starting from middle school. A so young man. Yeah. So the younger we have a younger generation that is being birthed into this, and we have to instill in them. I have a three year old, and already you know they're aware of their surroundings. The older they get, and it truly does take a village. It takes the village for us to all come together, and really combat these disparities that affect our community because it it affects the next generation. Absolutely, and that that is the thing is the generational issue. That's why I have a plan with stars as far as the healthcare is to try to recruit more men in nursing and then more men of color in nursing. And I'm, I'm licking my eyes on that central middle school, and I want to address those young men at seventh and eighth grade. First, introduce them to nursing. Know that nursing is a guy thing, too. And then from those, move them up. So by the time they're in high school, the ones that are serious, I think I want to try nursing as a career, then mentor them right through to start off the right way, the right coursework, the right mindset, to walk them right in the SC4 nursing program. That's my plan. 
Wow, Kevin, it's been an honor having you here today. And this is going to be an ongoing conversation and this never ends. So we look forward to picking up where we left off. And I'm sure we'll be talking again. Thank you so much for joining me. That's right. You said it takes a village and we're better together. That's right. Thank you for joining us today. This is Jessica Brown, The Perspective. We'll see you next time. Oh, 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 oh,